welcome to another episode of Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, as always. Assholes in the podcast industry want to be starting something, but you clowns can beat it. I will ride the lightning with my black blade, and it's burning for you to fade to black. You'll never escape the creeping death, so don't fear the reaper. Fear me. I know for whom the bell tolls, and it sure as hell you and not me. My co-host, though, he's a pretty young thing, and he loves to beat it. To Billy Jean, he uses astronomy every night in order to contact the flaming telepaths to take him away. The Marshall Plan has been enacted, and he'll escape with his girl by his side as he yells to her man, The girl is mine! And words is not just going through the motions. Chancy motherfucking grief! Hi. <laughs> that was beautiful. I know, right? I try. I try. I, I had to do the uh, double-sided, one, one side anger one, and one side chanty being the whimsical self he is. <laughs> and of course, we are always joined by a guest on our show. And our guest this week is Asher Lobb. I say my name right? I, sir. Howdy. You got it. You got it. You nailed it. First and, try, even at a boy. Yeah. I, you know, it's not the most difficult one. Can't say for everyone. Oh, good. But Asher is a composer, producer, life performer, and as he's about to show us, an electric violinist. Hmm. Is that my cue to play? Play away, Maestro. All right. All right, here we go. I'm going to do a little Guns N' Roses just to fit the vibe. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. The, the I dug that up about five minutes ago. <laughs> the look on Chancey's face the whole time just like made me smile, like because he was like he was in pure bliss. I, I was trying not to look at you guys because I knew I'd get distracted by the notes. <laughs> it's it's a habit I've built over the years. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. You don't look at the audience when you're playing an instrument. I I, you, I look above the heads, like I just yeah. look, you know, pretend like I'm looking at them. From my drumming days, I totally get that, <laughs> but. Wow, what a way to start our show. Damn, we need to start getting people waiting for the camera off. <laughs> Let's quit now while we're ahead, right? <laughs> yeah, we're it's undefeated right now. So I mean we can't we can't True. if we stop now, we can't do any worse. I played the violin, so now you gotta play the drums. Yeah. Now it's your now turn. I'm not, I'm not hooking up I'm not hooking up my guitar, so don't ask. <laughs> you sure? Oh, I was just about to ask. <laughs> All right. That would mean that would me that would mean me finding my that would mean me buying a drum set because I've had one since I was in middle school. But we'll wait. We'll hang. Yeah. <laughs> I got all night. <laughs> Five years later. <laughs> when he had the money to buy it, but yes. Yeah, so of course, Asher brought CD to this show, and well, okay, I'll put it this way. Asher gave me a choice between three CDs, and I picked the one that I thought we could match best because I wasn't picking Bruno Mars for anything in this world. So, <laughs> but the other choice was definitely valid, and I definitely would have picked it if I didn't want to bring it on the show myself someday. So, but, and plus, I know Chansey's not the biggest fan to uh, the other choice that I love. So, who was it? I'm curious. It, the other choice he gave me was a certain quad band that you tend to think isn't that great, but everybody else. I'm that. That's a lot of stuff, bud. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. Like, they're a type of insect. Put it that way. Beatles. I got the Beatles. Oh well. I mean, I like their old stuff. I, I do. I like their old stuff. Like everything before they went to India, like basically. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. This, I'm pretty sure this is the first CD after they came back from India. But yeah, I no, I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, it's it's kind of like. Uh, you don't it, like living that guy. Not really. I mean, Guns N' Roses did a pretty good cover of it, but yeah. Yeah, they did, and that's the one they used in the movie. But right. But I mean, it's. Like if I had to choose like a top three for Beatles right now, it'd be like you know eight days a week, um, all my loving, and uh, can't buy me love. So you like swing? Yeah. Those are all swing. Can't buy I mean, me I, love. I like, I like a lot. I pretty much everything except for polka. Not a big hey, polka guy. You like weirdo? Uh, well, 
Well, we're yes. not so right? And he's also kind of in like a like a level of his own off yeah. off yonder. Oh yeah. Well, Asher, why don't you tell us what city you did bring? Even though we both know, but for the listeners. Ah, <sighs> well, uh, I couldn't help myself. Uh, Michael Jackson Thriller. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a, it's funny. Cause I used to make, ironically used to make fun of him, um, in, in high school. No, I'm more like in middle school, like eighth, ninth grade. And then I fell back in love with his music and just his vibe and his, his brilliant, like dancing, um, like in college pretty much when I went on the scene and started performing and I saw that how, how much people connected to that kind of music. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, that out of the three seasons you gave me, there was no way in hell I wasn't picking Thriller because Thrill. I mean, our first bracket on the show was a Michael Jackson bracket for God's sake because we, I picked him as the <laughs> first. I said he was the first artist we had to do a bracket of. So, and I, and I think Thriller didn't win. I don't think did it, Chancy. It's been a long time. I can't really. Yeah, remember. I don't. I know it was up there, but I don't. I don't believe it did. Oh. I can't freaking remember. It's been too. It's been, that was back in like that was back in like September. But I don't believe Thriller. I don't believe Thriller. No, won, though. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Thriller got that far. Maybe I don't know. But I don't remember it. We do all. We do so many shows. There's so much music. I mean, <laughs> we were so drunk that day. <laughs> I mean, I was. Chancy doesn't drink, but I, I was. <laughs> but <laughs> so, Chancy, why don't you give your review of how much you like Thriller? Oh, I mean, honestly, like I was saying before we started the show that like I'm stoked for all of our albums because I didn't have to listen to anything. Like I knew all like when you when you gave me your album, Jeremy, I was like, oh, I know my five. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, we're doing Thriller. Bang, 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 bang. Just all right out the gate. And then I was like, OK, I need something that I can think of five songs real quick. I didn't quite realize that mine had. Actually, I think ours, I think both Thriller and mine had like the same amount of tracks on it, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Maybe. it was close. But uh, I was just like, I, I, you know, I don't know. But you know what? Fuck it. We're going to pull the trigger and do it. But I, I, I love Thriller, dude. It's easily one of my, one of my favorite for Michael Jackson albums. Absolutely. Top five for sure. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, if I had to, Pick a Michael Jackson album to bring on the show ever, it would have been Thriller because the rest of his albums don't have the amount of hits that Thriller does. I mean, there's literally, there's literally only like three, maybe four songs that's all, on that whole CD that are not his greatest, like number one hit, like DVDs and <laughs> CDs and everything. So uh, it's just, it's such I a think that's pretty, Yeah, I think that's pretty much what made him the king of pop. I think that's when he really rose to stardom. Oh, yeah. I mean, he went from being a little boy getting told with do by his daddy to coming out and, and talking about sleeping with like five different women on one CD. But so, I mean, it, it solidified him as the king of everything, basically. And then, yeah, all the court, and then all the court cases popped up, but you know, that's another story. 
Yeah, that's the sad thing. That's why I was thinking like, oh man, what do I choose that has universal appeal? And like, sadly, that that does have universally universal appeal. And then he just like screwed it up with his weird behavior. So now I actually don't play it at events because of that. Because I always think I'm going to like, you know, unless somebody requests it, I'm, I'm always worried somebody's going to get offended. Yeah, I think people over. I think people once they hear his music, kind of overlook the what he did type thing. I mean, same as a yeah, lot star, same as a lot of stars out there. You kind of forget what they did when you hear the music, but yeah, yeah, for the most part, I mean, but but yeah, just like I mean, Ty, yeah. just like Ty Cobb in baseball, man. Ty <laughs> Cobb was a terrible person, but he created the game that we know today. Oh, was he the one that beat beat his wife or something? Oh, he oh he beat everybody. Like it didn't matter. Oh. Like his wife, his assistants. People with an arms arms reach. Uh, he, he would literally walk in the room and just look at somebody and be like, "All right, you're getting it today." <laughs> oh, I mean, he was he was probably one of the I mean, most unknown terrible people in history. You could say that didn't actually wow. like officially kill anybody technically, but it would have if he had the chance. It's it's you know, there's probably a couple bodies in the closet we don't know about. Oh, but, you know, it's way well, old school like that. Yeah, just I mean, just like uh, what's his name? That Ben Crosby, same thing. Like nobody right? knew to read. Nobody knew to read. Ben Crosby. Yeah, Ben Crosby was an awful person. He, he used to really. Be, he used to, he used to his beat his kids. Oh yeah, dude. What? Oranges I like oranges in a sock. I so did I. I know. Oh. I I've, I've learned about it in music class in college. <laughs> like our teacher told us, like he started playing Ben Crosby music. He's like, yeah, Ben Crosby. Great singer, great musician, but horrible parent. <laughs> Nowadays, I mean, you can't. Go ahead. Sorry to keep talking over you guys. No, you're cool, man. That's fine. There's just like so much to say here. What bothers me as a parent and as a musician, who's somebody who's like kind of invested in the field, is how these artists keep getting pushed by the market. And like, the publicity should be a very different story for these people. I mean, you know, they, they represent that they, they're, they're, they're idols in society. And, and for, so I had no idea being Crosby was uh, a piece of crap, <laughs> but well, uh, I mean, he also came up when Hollywood was like super tight knit. And I, I don't mean specifically cinematically, like, you know, music, et cetera, celebrity fame, they were able to keep a lot of that tight knit, hidden, shut off, like the dude from the Mamas and the Papas doing all the stuff that was horrible to his child. Really, you didn't, you didn't find out about that until way later. Anyway, I don't even remember which Papa it was, but it was one of the Papas. Just awful, awful parent person. You didn't find out about it until either that person died, which is the case for Bing Crosby, and then uh, wow, with the Papas the. I mean, he pretty much died before she wrote her book, if I'm not mistaken. But fun fact, since she brought up Bing Crosby, his son is actually in one of the Friday the 13th movies. I thought that was pretty cool. Never knew that. Yep. I, I'm uh, sure his upbringing uh, led him to that. Probably. Oh. I mean, everybody gets their start in a scary movie. Everybody. I yeah. mean, I mean, he was getting... I mean, Whenever Jason was starting to kill him, he was probably like, "No, day, no!" And then he was like, "Oh, sorry, guys, Flash, flashbacks." <laughs> but, That's not funny. <laughs> speaking of 
a little bit off topic, but uh, speaking of like celebrities that are kind of off their rocker these days, Madonna, have you have you been seeing her all over the news lately? No. Like just really odd, unconventional TikTok posts. She's trying to she's she's almost 70. Is she, she's she's got a lot of plastic surgery Obviously. pretty much because she's trying to be 20 still. And like once you're a legend like her, it's like, why do you need to try to pretend to be like you're 20? Just be yourself. You know, like you already made it. Why do you, you know? So, yeah, just, just Google her and you'll see a lot of the nutty videos she's been posting. Yeah, you I'm can't just, swing. You can't swing a cat around nowadays without hitting three people that it got, you know, that were awesome that now we can't even like, oh, don't even bring up their name because all this insert problematic situation here. Yeah. As somebody who has to post different artists doing doing covers on Instagram, I constantly encounter that those issues. Like, oh well, this guy's a jackass. I'm not going to cover his song. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why that's why everybody should be like that one smart guy on uh, TikTok and just do everything on uh, Cartman's voice. Oh yeah, <laughs> that guy. Okay, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I forget it's, uh, Fernando Ufret. I think his name is. He he just sings songs in Cartman's voice. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to get in. I want to. I want to get him on the show so bad, but like they they said they were trying to like we're going to see if he can come on. Then I never followed up, and it's been months. But I gotta, I gotta get in touch with him again because it'd be amazing to have him come on. I want. I have a certain list of songs I want him to pick one to sing. But it's <laughs> a very specific talent to to sing like Cartman. Well, he kind of looks like him. That's why he can do it. Oh yeah, I don't, now I got to sign. I, I mean, don't think those traits are inherently, you know, required. Because I mean, <laughs> Vito looks like a grown-up Cartman. He can't really sing like a mouth thing. I don't think he can. These days he can just use a filter. Oh, I mean. That's, but He's not wrong. Uh, no, but he straight plays the ukulele. He straight plays his little ukulele and just fucking sings it perfectly. Like, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. it's, I mean, his, it, it's, it's like Cartman with a beard. But but for your CD, Asher, um, yeah. what... What were your top five? <laughs> I don't why we were here. <laughs> that's my fault. Oh, why that's fine. You? If it wasn't you, it's going to be me. So the, the, the banter makes the show, man. The banter makes the show. Yeah. It's not about the actual game, guys. <laughs> it's a filler. <laughs> what was your question again? <laughs> uh, what would be your top five off your CD that you brought? Um... I'm going to go with Thriller. <laughs> uh, that was actually one of my first covers. Um, man. So, well, you know, I no, I was going to say want to be starting something, but uh, uh, but no. Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean, Pretty Young Thing. Oh, five or one? Five. T- top five, yeah. Uh, pretty young thing, and what well, else? One, two, three, four. Damn. Uh, I mean, you can have honorable mentions too, so you can go over five if you have to. I mean, this is painful. Do. This is painful. I don't want to insult any of these other songs that I don't choose. You know, uh, want to be starting something's pretty pretty classic, so I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, but like last on the list, you know. Yeah, I think Michael Jackson actually wrote that one, by the way. I mean, he probably wrote it in regards to his dad, but yeah. Oh, good point. 
Like interesting dichotomy between the two, you know, his dad versus him, like complete opposite side of the spectrum. Oh yeah, because his dad never let him be a kid, so he got Peter Pan syndrome, and he had to live his life as a kid forever. But and literally was on the Peter Pan ride. I remember as a child in uh, Disney World. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, poor guy. Uh, I, I mean, I love how in South Park they dressed him as Peter Pan. That was the funniest part. But oh, <laughs> come on, guys, let's go check out my wishing tree. But. Uh, classic, classic, classic. We'll get to that soon, Chancy, on users watch along. But what were your top five, Chancy? Uh, for uh, number five, I went with the girl is mine. Uh, number four was pretty young thing. Uh, number three was thriller. It was really hard for me to decide between number two and number one because I love them. I love all five of these songs almost equally, really. Mm-hmm. Um. Number two was Beat It. I loved Beat It specifically after I learned that Eddie Van Halen re like like he basically changed the song. They asked him to come in to record a solo. Mike went to go have lunch or whatever, comes back, and Eddie Van Halen's like, hey man, I hope you're not mad, but I kind of changed your song around and he's like oh no it's great and they that's what they went with and they're driving like you know he's riding with the band and they hear thriller or uh, i'm sorry beat it come out and the guitar solo starts and they're like dude is that you and he's like yeah yeah that's yeah that is me like he forgot and they're like so how much did you give how much did you make off that and he's like nothing they're like you didn't get paid they're like no they, they called and asked me if I wanted to do this thing, and I did it. Like, I don't know, man. And then always for me, my number one's always Billie Jean, especially with Dog Fashion Disc. Well, technically, it's Polka Dot Cadaver. <laughs> Polka Dot Cadaver's cover of Billie Jean is also equally awesome. But let me ask you, is it because of the, the cinematic music video associated with the song, or is it just the song itself that's got the groove? Which one? Billie Jean. Billie Jean. It's the song. Uh, I mean, but who doesn't want a floor that lights up wherever you step on it? I yeah. don't. I really? don't. No. So that detracted no. from the song. No, and I no. I thought the I thought the video was great, but I'm thinking to myself like that ruins the element of surprise. I have no. I got no drop. So if I, if I'm walking and it lights up where I'm going, everybody knows where I am, and I don't like true. that. I mean, but. I mean, true, but then also you can see Casey coming when she wants to tackle you and play with your butt. <laughs> I mean, there's that, but I mean, I've, that would just because I would help that. You've, actually, that could work against you. You got lighting coming up from underneath and you can't see anything <laughs> out. So if you're in a pitch dark room and you got this under light, you can't see nothing out there. So no, it doesn't help you with nothing. You're a vulnerable target. I don't like it. Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I had to do the call back to the gangster boo bracket. But ain't nobody playing with chances, but but I of course had one of I had to have one honorable mention for this because it's just an amazing CD. I mean, there are certain songs in this that I definitely weren't making my list because there's certain songs in this I find a little boring. But honorable mention is pretty young thing because I do like that song, which is definitely not top five material in my mind. Number five is the girl's mind because Michael Jackson <laughs> and Paul Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney together is just fucking incredible. So 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a weird, it was a weird um, duet, to be honest. I, I, you know, it's like they're both legends, but I just, oh. I felt like Paul McCartney was not singing like himself. He was trying to sound more pop-ish like yeah, Michael Jackson to fit the song. I mean, well, he is pop. I mean, the Beatles were pop before they ever were really rock. But they're like also classical and traditional rock. It just it, it didn't sound like the same Paul McCartney. I, I'm inclined I mean, to agree. He did a good I job mean, on the song. I just it didn't. I was like, whoa, that's different. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also Paul McCartney. Like at the towards like the Beatles are I'm pretty, sure, pretty sure by that point the Beatles are no more. He's oh yeah, they were long done. Yeah, long he's, he's done. He's doing his wings thing or whatever the hell it is at that point. But so I mean, it's just. It's just him being him at that point. Yeah. Because it reminds me more of like his wings singing style than like Beatles singing style. But well, I mean, he was in an accompanying singer for the Beatles more than anything. I mean, him and, him and John him. harmonized. Oh, I'll bet he did. But, you know. I mean, John Lennon was apparently a real turd. Also <laughs> a terrible person. See what I'm talking about? You can't even just swing in the cat. He used to like beat animals or like just I don't even know who wrote this biography, but clearly he was not really very well liked. <laughs> he called like his manager like hike, just all sorts of just he just really disrespected people. <laughs> uh, it, it's so it's it's funny because it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> he was really full of himself. I guess they all were, but yeah, what? Uh, well, you make enough money, eventually you're gonna be for yourself. Very few can keep it real unless they're like Willie Nelson and they smoke a lot of shit, a lot of weed. Why do you think Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg are the coolest people ever? Yeah, you're right. The weed sort of attenuates the assholeness of the, you know, the, the fame that comes around that fame celebrity. I mean, I mean, I have so much respect for Snoop Dogg. They tell him not to crip walk in the Super Bowl. He crip walks still. Like, it's just. Yeah, they told him not to wear a bandana. Wears a whole suit that's just a giant blue bandana. <laughs> I mean. You know, well, they, they, they give no fucks. None of the people that Super Bowl gave no fucks about what they wanted them to do. They just fucking did themselves, which made it a great show. But that's funny so, that they told Snoop Dogg what to do or tried anyway. Because <laughs> why yeah. tell him what to do? He's never been conventional. He's always just been like this badass, like guy who was thrown in jail from the hood. Like, why would you tell him what to do? He's known across the world. I, at that point, like, I don't know. I don't even get it. Right, because they're a major network television channel, and they think they could tell everybody what to do. But and if I'm not mistaken, they were in the Rams Stadium, which is in like fucking Inglewood. So I mean, yeah. they're also you know, I mean, they're not looking. They're not looking for representative representation of gangs anyway, at the very least. I mean, they also they told them they told Eminem not to curse too, but he didn't give shit. He just went off and started cursing in a Melvish song. Well, Actually, yeah. I mean that as a guy that swears a lot, it really kind of just flows out like water there's no fog like you can't just be like oh i gotta watch what i'm saying because i'm around these motherfuckers no it's yeah. just yeah. if it offends you i'm sorry i don't i think he wasn't even able to filter himself because that's just how he speaks raps well i mean it's it's I, it's like me it's like me so i'm the opposite of you shanty if it offends you go fuck yourself <laughs> i apologize for shit i mean as you damn well I'll, know i'll apologize doesn't necessarily no, I, mean i, I give a fuck I don't know, I won't apologize. I give no fake apologies to nobody. But it's not necessarily a fake apology. I can be sorry about something, but 
that doesn't mean because I mean, by the time I've already said I'm sorry, it's fucking done. Like I said it. It's out in the ether. The vibrates not. What do you want me to do? Catch vibration and bring it back? Sorry. <laughs> well, speaking of starting something, number four is my number four is wanting to be starting something. But... <laughs> nice tie. <laughs> nice segue, bro. That's a good you ain't one. Falling, you ain't falling for nothing. That was and meticulously planned. Not at all, but it just works. <laughs> Number three for me was Beat It, because I do like Weird Al's version of that song a lot as well. But Which one did you do? Beat It. it he, he, he turned it oh. into Eat It. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Hm. Creative guy. You know, my, my, you know my, my, my wife turns it on whenever she's in the mood, but... Number two for me though was Thriller because it's fucking Thriller. Because the only the only song that could be Thriller on this CD is one of my favorite music videos of all time. Number one is Billie Jean. Though I will say I almost got into an accident today trying to do a Thriller dance while driving. Just saying. Because <laughs> how can you how can you not? I mean, I've watched Thirteen Going On Thirty so many times I know the dance by heart. But could you do the dance for us now? I'm not drunk enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look like you have a whole lot of room, but I don't. When see it, uh, when you ask, go ahead, go ahead, Jeremy. It would. I'll, yeah, it'd be flying if I tried doing that right now. <laughs> when you asked if it was the video or the song that actually got you know that for my choice on it being number one, I I was thinking about why I said what I said, and I, I have to think about it, and it's the bass, that bass line. I'm just like what the that it's it's a catchy baseline. I'm I'm a sucker for a sample, a catchy baseline like Pink Pink Floyd's Money. That's one of my favorite. That's the first baseline that I learned how to. That's not true. It's the second baseline that I learned how to play. The first one came off of my album, and I was like, oh shit, that's a fucking bass. You know what's funny? Just as a live performer on stage, just with different instruments, I, the bass is the most underrated of all of them. But it it plays such a significant role in many many ways, more of a significant role in terms of like the groove, getting people dancing than, than any other instrument. So, just want to throw that one in there. Bump 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 like that made the song. Bump yeah. bump bump the bass throughout the. I don't know who needs the drums. It's the bass. Right. Uh, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, for- I mean, well, yeah, wait. I mean, you definitely need the drums if you're Mashuga. I mean, I like that word, Mashuga. You oh, yeah. dude, check that band out for real. Just look, uh, look up the song "Bleed." Drummers, specific. Like I, <laughs> I can't. I always go back to this every. Like I think we had a drummer on here one time, and he's like, "Dude, <laughs> no." That the drums are like he he plays them inverted, not like upside down like Tommy Lee or anything like that, but like the stuff you normally see drummers do on the top drums. He was doing with the bottom drum, like the bass drum and the high and the uh, uh, the cymbal that's the, on the the, the, the hi hat. Hi hat. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And then he does he does the he was doing the stuff you normally see like for pacing with the bass drums on the tom toms and the and the uh, snare drum and stuff. It's just like uh, the comedian Bill Burr talks about going to one of their concerts and looking around and seeing no less than like 
four or five professional drummers just like standing there watching this drummer with him. And he's just, he's just like, I'm walking around at all these guys. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's just like, see that? You hear that shit? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Mashuka's a decent band, but. I'm slowly wearing you down, buddy. I'm slowly wearing you down. Well, uh, well, that concludes our first CD. So it's time to go to, I think we'll go with Chansey CD next to go completely opposite direction. But. <laughs> so, Chansey, what CD did you bring and, wh- and why the hell did you match Michael Jackson with the CD? Well, because. Um... I was actually just kind of like, I didn't put any thought. They're like, normally I'll take time and be like, okay, well, the, the guest picked this album and, and you picked this album. So I try to be in the same vein. And I was like, you know what? Nah. I, when, you threw out what you're, when you threw out your album, Jeremy, I was like, okay, so we've got, we've got some pop. We got some good classic rock. I'm gonna throw in a, I'm gonna throw in some heavy metal, but nothing over the top, so to speak. Plus the album, which is Metallica's "Ride the Lightning," by the way. was one of the I bought two albums the first time that I ever bought a CD in my entire life. Metallica's Ride the Lightning and uh Eminem's first album. <laughs> Slim Shady or oh that was a second uh, or I I think it was Slim Shady LP. I think it was. <clears throat> but I'm uh Slim yeah. Shady, I'm the real Shady as no, you all no. the Slim Shadies are just imitating. Not no, that that's one. Marshall Mathers, that's Marshall Mathers. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that one. Yeah, that was the one Marshall Mathers, but it was the one with my name is. Oh, my name is my name. Chicka Chicka Slim Shady. Yeah, yeah, I saw that actually. I I I saw the video before I ever even picked up the album because like the video came on one night and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and that's why BQ was the stardom because everybody's like, "What?" <laughs> For sure. And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody thought, you know, everybody thought, you know, oh, it's just a flash in the pan and then it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And then people, you know, try and do, do well, like, you know, they'll try and get him on a feature and they always, and then he always just wrecks everybody on their feature. Like, he's a feature and he stole your song. He, he's just that good. Like, what are you going to do? Well, Asher, what did you think of Chansey CD since you just found out what CD it is? Because I don't tell people ahead of time for the shock value. Um, fade to black. You want top oh, no, five? No. Your review, not your top five. Oh, my review of Ride the Lightning. Yes. 
Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm I've always been a fan of Metallica in general. So really, just whatever they produce nice. is much gold. <laughs> you know, and there's something really beautiful and melodic to their death metalness, <laughs> to their like badass like grunginess. There's always like a melodic chord progression, which I can't say um, at all, referring to a lot of the top top music these days. Um, there's just so much like mumble jumble uh, rap and like rhythm that just doesn't keep pace. So I guess I'm not going to spend too much time trashing all the, all the modern music, but Metallica is no, like... By all means, by all means, talk shit. I'm all about it. Like they have, they just have a, they're legendary for, for a reason, not just because of their marketing, but because they're, they were cutting edge, but all, and, and they, they appeal to like a wide, wide range, wide variety of like personalities, you know, people who want to be kind of like grungy, badass, and also people who just want to hear beautiful melodies. And, uh, so the guy can actually sing a tune, <laughs> you know, that's, you can't say that about every top forties artist. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm a fan of the I'm a fan of the album. Beautiful stuff. Fun fact: Don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, most of the music from the first three albums, which I think is this one, "Seek and Destroy," and uh, "Master Puppets," if I'm not mistaken, oh, yeah. um, Dave Mustaine. It's all mostly Dave Mustaine for the guitars and stuff. The solos were done by Kirk Hammett, but originally written by Dave Mustaine. He was able to get credit later on down the line for a lot of the a lot of the music, but uh, they had actually kicked him out of the band uh, before they blew up, which is part of the reason why he formed Megadeth. Ah, oh, to get back at them, huh? Well, what? and it's funny. Go, go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, buddy. That's funny. When you when, Isn't you, it when, though? You, when you told me you chose Metallica, I almost chose Megadeth. That's funny too. That I would have laughed my ass off if you chose Megadeth, because like I almost, I almost chose United Abominations, but oh yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, no, I. Uh, <laughs> it's they actually before they did the big four tours when they brought everybody together and we're going all over hell. They actually asked Dave Mustaine if he would do like a thing back when he was still beefing with them hard. And like, will you ever play with Metallica again if they asked you to? And he's like, no, because I only play with people who can keep time. And I was like, oh, shit. And if you notice, I mean, Megadeth's a lot faster than Metallica when it comes to stuff that they play. <laughs> Even stuff when from when early Metallica, from when Dave was in the band. That, that, that always blew my mind. Especially with his spider chord creation, it's it's very difficult to do like to show without a guitar in your hand. But he does a power chord on. It'd be like if you're looking at the guitar, you got your A string and then your, your D string, and then it goes to the E to the A. So it just dadum 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 dadum. It's really interesting. Uh, uh, chord like blending of chords because they all. Thank you. I mean, I know I taught myself how to play really more than anything. So I'm, I'm basically like, I can't read music. I'm basically illiterate. I'm functionally illiterate. What can I say? <laughs> you know, I, I know some, I played with some amazing bands that they actually don't read. And I didn't even realize that they didn't, didn't read until I played like 
four or five gigs with them and like some pretty big um some pretty big event event spaces and uh i was like what you know they, they just play by ear so it's really to me um for somebody who plays with both studio musicians that sight read and musicians who can't read after that experience i you know it's like the talent is in the ear in many in many respects something to think about yeah. however they get there i respect it but yeah because you know, a lot of a lot of people who can sight read, they they can't create. You know, they can't create on the spot. They can't improvise. Um, so depending on your ears, like it's a big deal, and it's not really emphasized enough, at least in the, in the classical realm. I mean, yeah, that's 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 violinist, you know, it's well, like I mean, I... it's like rappers. Some can write down their shit and be amazing, and some can freestyle and be amazing, and some can do both. Right, and, and others can do can do none of it. <laughs> right, true. I mean, I I can't freestyle for shit. Usually, because unless I'm unless I'm really really drunk, and then I th and then it's just me thinking I can. But I mean, if I write if I write down ahead of time though, it's amazing. Like that's that's why I did that's how I can write intros like I do because I used to always write raps like that and I just think of shit ahead of time. But if I try to freestyle my intros, they don't turn out so great usually. As <laughs> Chanty knows, but sometimes I get sometimes I win, but not always. But yes, ride the lightning. See. There are, there are only two Metallica albums I love from start to finish, and that's the Black Album, and that's Death Magnetic. Ah. I Every other album they do in between, I like certain songs off each one. Like Master of Puppets, I like it for just Masters of Puppet, Master of Puppets, basically. But, like, Ride the Lightning, did I get a top five? Yeah. Was there only... No, there was there only There's one nine song. songs. I mean, I you gotta get five out of nine. Well, I mean, shit. Well, is there, let me put it this way: Is there only one song that you actually heard before? Yes. Oh yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about already. So, but I mean, it's it's Metallica. I can listen to Metallica, and I never would hate on it because it's Metallica. They're fucking amazing. Except Lars Ulrich, you could burn in hell for fucking that nasty bullshit, you <laughs> fucking asshole. But you ruined I mean, the best thing to happen. You ruined the best thing to happen to teenagers in the fucking early two thousands ever. So, and then we got all these fucking other services that gave us viruses. So, <laughs> so, so fuck you, Lars Ulrich. Fuck you up your ass. But other than that, Metallica is fucking incredible. They always have been. They always will be. I mean, from what I heard, they can't sing for. They, I heard they can't Maybe. sing for shit anymore, and they can't perform at live for shit. Because they can't hear anything. They lost their hearing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why, Makes nobody sense. recommended them to put in earplugs during all these these tours. I feel Probably like nobody not. looks out for these bands. No, they don't. They, they don't care. They. It's like yeah, Avicii. Yeah. You know, he, he the, the guy the guy died from alcohol poisoning or whatever. Um, uh, like, did did anybody think? Did his manager think? Okay, we need to like take care of the guy. You gotta like get him medicated, or like have him see a doctor, or like make sure he's eating, or something like. Like, I don't get it. Like, we hear these stories all the time: suicide, depression, even Michael Jackson, actually. Yep, ja or the the jazz bassist Jaco Pastore. It's almost like, yeah, it, it, more often than not, you know. It's like the exception of the rule if they're, they they live like a normal like Dolly Parton would be the exception. She's normal. She's still married. <laughs> she's she has like a she's even keeled. 
she's just happy to be herself. Uh, really unusual story. Well, um, I, mean, I said earlier, look, look at Willie Nelson. Weed helps. Uh, yeah, good point. I mean, actually, I, I've been seeing a chart on um, Facebook for a while now. Willie Nelson is actually the oldest surviving legend right now. What is he like? A hundred? He's he's like seventy nine, eighty. And he's still acting, right? Uh, he's still. I I don't know if he acts, but he still performs and sings. Yeah, I know. I mean, but there's no, there's no legends that are older than him right now. They're the ones that died. I mean, and I, I don't think he spends money on facelifts. I think he's just happy to oh, be God. himself. He's wrinkled as fuck. He spends no money on facelifts. If he does, he needs to get another doctor. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, I mean, let's not forget also that also um, getting a psycho bitch as your girlfriend can get you off too in this industry, aka Kirk Cobain. But. Well, I don't think he was all too uh, stable himself. I mean, the guy, I think it was a selection process. I think they were both kind of screwed up. Well, the folly idea. Crazy attracts crazy, but. Yeah. Or, but, yeah. Uh, but Chancy, what were your top five on your CD? Uh, number five for me was uh, Trapped Under Ice. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just something about that. That just that pause break when he's like, "I'm trapped under ice," and right back into it. Well, actually, you know what you know what's funny about that song is there's this guy on Facebook Reels or TikTok probably too that does uh like he does like weird songs as wedding songs on keyboard, and (laughs) one 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 of the most recent ones I heard was someone requested he did he did trapped under ice. Nice. And then uh, number four is the Call of Cthulhu. The one with no fucking lyrics, of course it is. It's the it's it's the instrumental, bro. What the what I mean, are you kidding me? Come on. Oh, I respect a good instrumental, you know that, but I mean I listen at night, which for God's sake, but and then uh number three for me was Creeping Death. I love that guitar riff. The song itself is pretty badass. Uh, number two is uh Fade to Black. That's mm. uh that I don't know, there's just something about that chorus because it's just it it goes from a very nice broken chord, you know, alternate picking, and then it just like busts into that. Oh, I call that the metallic riff because that's in like at least every one of the three. But we know that they didn't copy and paste like oh, they I didn't mean, do the I mean, that riff, that riff is on is in cyanide in fucking Death Magnetic. Okay, so they recycled it for one song. That's and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's a Master of Puppets too. But no way. But uh, number one was that what I was talking about when I uh, for the first bass line, bass riff that I ever learned, which is for whom the bell tolls. Because that opening, that opening salvo, that that's a bass guitar, and I was like, "That's a fucking what?" And then I watched like live concert footage of it, and they're like, "Say hi, Cliff!" And fucking this motherfucker just plays it like a guitar. Just I'm like, "Okay, hold on, hold on." Like, I had already had my mind blown by coming across like Primus and then, you know, Getty Lee and all these other great, you know, bassists, Jacob Astori. Uh, 
And then all of a sudden you just hear this guy, you just watch this dude just stand there playing this bass guitar. Like how strong do you think his hands really were? Cause I mean, he's doing shit on this, on this bass guitar that, I mean, you would hear people do on a regular guitar, especially when he does that up there at the high end. Cause I mean, that's like frets like 12, 13 and 14. Uh, maybe even fifteen, if I'm not mistaken. It could go to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a, don't quote me on that because I don't have one sitting in front of me to be able to just pull it up and be like, "Oh, hey, it's this." Uh, but that's kind of painful, right? Playing, play. It's I just look. Just thinking about it hurts my fingers. I have enough trouble just playing the violin. Um, guitar is even harder for me. But I'm saying just the strength in the wrist. Bass guitar is insane. And forget about it. Right. Well, I mean. Well, I mean. Yeah. That much strength in the wrist. He just did a lot of being off as a high school. But I mean, he wouldn't have to. I mean, just playing that bass guitar, he'd crush your hand in a handshake. Just <laughs> and you forgot one great bassist there, Chancy, Mick Mars. I'm sorry, you said Rick Mars. Mick Mars. Oh, Mick Mars. Right. Well, I mean, you can't you can't catch them all. They're not Pokemon. Oh, I mean. Well, you can't catch them all. He's got to be a groupie. But an STG well, kids. I was going to say, who's <laughs> catching who is the real question. <laughs> well, Asher, what are your top five for Chansey CD? Um, Fight Fire with Fire. Yeah, I know that was the first one. Uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls remastered. I'm trying to remember which one. You know what? They all kind of start. A number of them just start kind of like low-key, unpredictable, like, is this Metallica? And then all of a sudden, oh, that's Metallica. They come and, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, yeah, those first two. Uh, Escape and Creeping Death. Even though I'm not like a death metal kind of guy. But, but like, I just, I don't know. The, the, the chord progressions are so creative. And the riffs are just a little unpredictable. And that's what sort of, you know, puts them on the level of kind of above other heavy metal type groups because it's you know they're they, they know their music theory <laughs> so the music theory nerd in me is like has respect for these songs um and kind of appreciates them a little more because of it uh the call of cthulhu i'm gonna have to agree with chancy i think that's five right i believe you said you, i was gonna say you can keep going if you want man there, there's all nine man Shit. yeah i agree with trapped under ice also um again like i'm more of a thriller kind of guy but if i were to choose something from metallica i, I could definitely appreciate that the, these songs um from the album yeah yeah they're just they're no black album that's for damn sure no they're not and i but that's almost you, the point but you can't you can't <laughs> you can't catch lightning in a ball twice you could try to no, ride they, it, but you, can, you can try to ride I said it, they, catch it. they caught it three times before that I mean, it's just the Black Album was really more of a rocket pack more than anything. I mean, the Black Album was our fucking premiere CD. That was fucking incredible. But I don't know about premiere, but like there was definitely was a, their, was their breakout. Out. No, it wasn't. Definitely not. Most definitely not. Sorry, bro. You can't. I can't let that one fly. That's, that's going to go over like a Led Zeppelin, bro. Like fucking sinking. Sorry, bro. Oh, the I will shut this show down. <laughs> shut it the fuck down. 
never heard. I never. I never heard of anything they did before that. Master of Puppets, Seek and they Destroy. Were the, they were after the Black No, Alpha. they weren't. No, they weren't. Motherfucker, and I it, have to Google. Look it up, motherfucker. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I will, Gary. Gary. I'll wait. Oh yes, you will. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm still waiting. Yeah, but will the audience wait? Well, you know, fuck them if they All can't right. take a joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, audience. I know you. I know you were, motherfucker. That's why I was like, yeah, just fucking do it. If I could, if I thought for a half a second I was wrong, I'd have been like, maybe. I don't know. I knew I was right because I fucking love heavy metal, dude. Like that's like, it was classical music, Motown, shit like that. You know, like the oldies and stuff, and then heavy metal. Like I was, I was a very kind of sheltered it's like i grew up in the eisenhower administration my dad's really really old listening to all the oldies you know motown and old stuff like that mom was into like classic rock like zz top and nazareth and stuff like that gnr was probably as hard as she would go at the time and then her sister introduced me to black sabbath black sabbath and done i was like what is this you were really into Black Black Sabbath. Uh, well, mostly Black Sabbath's first album, anyway. Like Paranoid's great, War Pigs mm. is great, but like, there's something about Black Sabbath, specifically Black Sabbath, that specific song, the the tritone that the Devil's Chord or whatever it is they call it. I, I think it's bullshit, but it's great just because you got the you got the rain and the the little fancy start off, and then all of a sudden, just boo. Like, what the fuck just happened? Wait a second. Hold up. And it's on a record, so you can't just like back it up without scratching anything. Hmm. I really honestly tried to get into Black Sabbath. I could not. I bought, I bought their album, thinking, okay, like this is, you know, I got to listen to Black Sabbath, like everybody does. It just, I, I, I couldn't, I don't know why. It's, a, it's, it's more about if you like, like Ozzy Sabbath or Dio Sabbath, there's a lot of people. See, oh, I'm God. both. I, I like both. Dude, Dio I, had a voice on him for such a small motherfucker. Oh, he, he did, but I'm not, I mean, I love Dio, but I mean, I'm just, I don't think I've ever heard that much Dio Sabbath. I think that's the thing. Oh yeah. Heaven and hell. Like, like that. They actually stopped going by black Sabbath started just going by heaven and hell. Yeah, because well, I, I never heard it from Heaven, Heaven and Hell until now. So, oh uh, well, I mean, they actually even did an album called From Heaven and Hell. So, I mean, it's like... <laughs> well, my top five run the lightning. Yes. My number, my number five was Escape because that was an amazing song. My number four was Fade to Black. Number three is Ride the Lightning. Number two is Creeping Death because I love the fucking lyrics. Die by my hand. Like, I fucking love that shit. Like, oof. That gave me some thoughts today. But, and of course, number one is the only song on this album I ever heard before. I've heard the names of the other ones, but I never actually listened to them. But, For Whom the Bell Tolls is, of course, number one. Because you're talking to someone who used to fucking change Undertaker's theme music and wrestling games to For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. So. See, when they play it on the radio, it always takes me out because it's either uh, Highway to Hell by ACDC or 
for whom the bell tolls. I know they, they, the same fucking bells because the they got that play. same fucking bell, and it's like, oh, this is, and they start playing, you know, Highway to Hell, and it's like, oh, uh, I mean, it's I like ACDC, but like I was really looking forward to fucking mm. for whom the bell tolls. A, a, ACDC is overplayed as shit, in my opinion, but. I'm amazed that he's able to maintain his voice for so long. Oh well, I mean, the reason he the reason he had to stop was because he went deaf. Oh, but he didn't lose his voice. That's the no. first thing I would have thought he would have lost. Nope. I mean, that nope. is some really like any vocal coach would be would would be like, I'm really concerned for your vocal cords. Yeah, they they would they usually would be like, oh my goodness. Cause yeah, I mean it's so rough, but then again, rain. You end up with it, it right? But uh, I was really into Bon Scott ACDC personally, and that was actually more his natural voice. So I think I think if Bon Scott hadn't drank himself to death, <laughs> I mean, fuck. I mean. <laughs> I'm just not that big an ACDC fan, personally. I mean, their stuff's classic, but I just, I mean, Big big Balls is like one of the best songs ever. But That's Bon Scott. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you want to talk about still how, how the hell they still have a voice. Look at Danny fucking Filth. How he's a voice still is beyond me, the way he screams in his songs, but... I don't know, man. Tom, Tom Araya from Slayer actually blew his voice. Hmm. And you can almost understand why from when I brought in raining blood, uh, that, uh, that scream that he did, I believe it's post-mortem. Like he would do that live and he fucking did it so much. He blew his goddamn voice out mm. or, or like, uh, the the lead singer of the spin doctors going to go a little pop. If you want to go a little pop with like some one hit wonder shit, uh, the lead singer of the Spin Doctors blew out his voice like real bad. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think Adele also blew out her voice. She was gone for a few years. Yep. I was afraid. I was like, because when I heard she blew her voice out, I was like, I thought about the guy from Spin Doctors. I was like, fuck. Well, so much for Adele, I guess. Fucking. That sucks. You know, it's so interesting how people just, I mean, millions and millions of dollars are are are, are resting on invested in these these major acts and they're going on tour all over the place it's just it blows my mind I and mean, i guess they all have insurance but it just blows my mind how there's they're taking this risk and then and then they're just not careful about these things you know about their their health about their voice whatever because it's not just their job that's being lost millions of dollars that they're losing it's like everybody around them the whole team that's there to build the show blows my mind this is like a really odd uh financial business structure I mean, you think they would go insure their voice like George Costanza insured his hands, but yeah, I should probably insure my hands. Actually, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea, honestly. But mm. all right, which that means we are down to the final album of the night, and of course, that album would be mine. And that album, because when he wanted to, when Asher wanted to bring uh, Michael Jackson, I'm like, all right. And Chancey's like, Metallica. I'm like, all right, we're doing classics. We're doing a <laughs> we're doing a we're doing a matchup of the classics. And I almost went sticks for a minute. I almost went Chicago for a minute. But then I was like, 
Uh, let's go with Blue Oyster Cult. I haven't brought them to the show yet. And I love Blue Oyster Cult was one of my parents' favorite bands. They saw them live multiple times, and I wish I saw them live, but I just I had a few chances, just never worked out. And it's funny because this actual CD I brought, the Blue Oyster Cult's Don't Feel the Reaper Grace Hits CD. <laughs> I actually bought the CD FYE in physical copy probably back in 2006, seven when I was in college. And I, I played it in my car to the ring pizza many a nights. And like when you're driving through uh, a rural area, back roads at night, smoking a blunt while the ring pizza, this CD just hits right. It's so whimsical and amazing. And equally, probably- also, equally also ironic for those fans who have watched us in the past. Jeremy has voiced his disdain over greatest hits albums. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Well, the problem is, I was looking at, <laughs> I was looking at every Blue Oyster Cult album. And there literally yeah. was like one, one song I knew on each album. Yep. So I had to do greatest hits because... It's just- that was back in the days where the single was the thing yeah i mean the rest of the album was just for the hardcore fans but i mean i'm sure my parents would probably know every song on every cd they did but i oh, just, for sure i mean i just man the great this the greatest hit season one i listened to for years and i love every song on it basically almost so i had to go for it it's just an amazing fucking cd and when you're drinking smoking and driving it's just fun to listen to especially when you get home and the last song playing is take me away i mean come on but it's a, it's the penultimate ending song for a CD. But but Asher, what is your review of the cult? So uh, sorry to disappoint everybody, but this is really not an album that I would probably spend a whole lot of time listening to. <laughs> but I do respect their their art. Uh, definitely very different um, from like the typical genres that I'd be like kind of spending time jamming along to. Um, but I did have, you know, I guess, you know, a couple of songs I found pretty interesting. Um, the, you know, the red and the black, uh, astronomy. I just want to say, I, I, and when we mentioned the whole thing, like, oh, you know, you're on a late night drive drinking and smoking, like it definitely fits that kind of vibe, that kind of feel. So, you know, that kind of backdrop. So it's like, I, you know, and well, we'll let you get, you can give your top five in a minute, but I mean, it definitely is a. One of those CDs, I mean, or if you're just in your car and macking on a girl, like it's a perfect CD playing in the background usually. I mean, if Joan Crawford comes on, it's kind of a little awkward, but other than that, I mean, it works. But <laughs> I mean, Godzilla comes on, Godzilla comes on, I'm like, oh, that song's for down there, lady. But <laughs> yeah, there's obviously that, that element of like nostalgia when you listen to stuff because it's not stuff from you know decades ago and you know just in terms of the, the style uh, um what else don't fear the reaper 
Yeah, kind of cool, kind of fun. Classic. Yeah, it's it's their it's their most popular song they ever did. <laughs> most unpopular or most? No, popular? it's their most. It's their most well known song. Oh, oh it is. Here I am, following like like a chameleon. Um, you know Godzilla. Maybe just because I like the name. I was gonna give you shit if you didn't bring up Godzilla. I was gonna be like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" Godzilla's hilarious. I don't care who the fuck you are. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm talking with some some hardcore, hardcore fans of this music. So uh, I'm walking on on ice here, eggshells. Babe, whatever you call it. If you're if you're walking on ice, you might as well dance, right? Yeah. Oh my. Um. What else did I say? I said four. Joan Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say uh, about the album. Just, just basically, uh, you know, I, I, I have respect for like their, their unique art. And, and again, if they have a chord progression like that, that alone puts them am- above the vast majority of the crap that's out, that, out there nowadays, you know, that there's, there's creativity there. There's, there's melody like that. That I, I hate to say it, but you know, hats off to them. Well, but mean, that was before like music went to shit. I mean, they, they are one of the top bands of the seventies, basically. But yeah. But Chanty, what is your review of this Grace Hits album? I, I mean, I, I I quite liked it. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I I didn't have to listen to any of our albums this week. Mm. I was just like. Oh, here's my top three. Bang, right out the gate. For me, the toughest part was finding four and five to pick out of. Because, like, mm-hmm. inherently, there's a, there's three of them that I just love. They they go over here. And then basically everything else is over there. But, uh, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's funny that, you know, usually my usually my – CDs are the ones that don't get the shine or uh, in some cases, some people actually mistake Jeremy's pick for my pick. You know, you have stuff like that that happens and then they're like, what the fuck is this shit, man? What are you, what's wrong with you? And it's like, fuck you, it's not even me. I didn't do it. This is my choice. But uh, that's wrong. No people, but yeah. Blue, yeah. Blue Oyster Cola. I mean, it's when I saw you pick Blue Oyster Cola, I was like, fuck yes. Okay. All right. Something. All right. I know I like this. This is something I can fucking work with. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it was it was something I could match this with Michael Jackson, and it's another top band from the seventies, eighties. So I could make it work. But and I actually have five more mentions for this CD because Jesus how Christ, not? how could you fucking not? But I mean, I stuck it with five. But I mean, hey, oh, I could, no way in hell I could. No way in hell I could stick with five. I mean. I knew my top five before I even fucking listened to the CD again today because I, I, mean, I, I, I had to listen to all the CDs even though I know I, I knew Thriller well enough too where I could do my top five, but I still want to listen to it all over again. Actually, I started my day listening to, thr- to Thriller on my way to my hour and a half drive this morning to New Hampshire. But yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, then, then he almost and got yeah. in the car wreck right? because he kind of tried to bull some shit because because oh, the music was so good. Who doesn't dance like a zombie at Thriller? Come on now, but I don't. Oh, I'm. I doubt that. I'm gonna ask Casey and Vito later to confirm that. But you go ahead. Shit, ask her. <laughs> She'll tell you. Well, my first honorable mention for the CD was going through the motions, because 
it's just a very catchy 70s pop type of song and black blades the other one because that's one of those weird that's one of those weird rooster cold songs that like it's just like trippy as shit but it, i i never used to like it when i was younger but as i got older i started to like respect the shit out of it but next one is burning for you which got me in trouble in um high school because i used it as background music during a powerpoint about the world war ii and the holocaust but jesus fucking christ dude i was trying to do a very morbid joke and it didn't work damn it <laughs> but <laughs> set the I, setting what the fuck <laughs> i was setting the setting it was supposed to be funny i mean <laughs> i thought i thought i was racy for trying to sing fucking uh oh well i used to because i was in choir i had to do a senior solo and i picked uh uh, I believe by uh, fuck, I can't even remember the name of the band right off the top of my head. That can't sucks. Can't you having a senior moment? I am having a senior moment right now. But my next album mention was Joan Crawford because that's another one of their trippy ass songs. Like I used to hate that song and skip it every time it was came on. But after a while, like that that fucking that fucking keyboard and piano in the beginning is just fucking incredible. Like. And I don't even know the story about like Joan Crawford, really. I mean, she was another horrible mother of Hollywood, but from my really? mommy dearest, bro. But no, that's not who it was. But I always think about mommy dearest whenever we hear about bad mothers. No more wire hangers. I know, but Joan Crawford was for my heard of a horrible person, but hmm. uh, but I mean, that song is just creepy as hell. Like, like policemen hiding behind the skirts. Of little girls like i love that shit like it's hilarious but and then my last one i mention is the red and the black just because of the dueling fucking guitars in that song like the dueling guitars make that song but my number five was astronomy i love how it starts off all slow and then it, get, it gets that middle and like the fucking drums just kick it off astronomy like it's fucking incredible like just the ending of that song is fucking amazing Number four is Flaming Telepaths, because that whole fucking song is just so good. I love that song. And it reaches into my paranormal side, too, for my par- like because I'm a paranormal podcaster, as everybody knows. And that shit kind of just like hits my paranormal side as well, because I've talked about telepaths. So. Number three is Don't Fear the Reaper, because how could it not be? Yeah, a little halo behind your head there. So I, it makes sense. It's all coming together now. I am the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't but, don't overinflate him already, man. He's head, his head's big enough, dude. Shit. Yeah, in a minute, I mean, we're gonna need a we're gonna need a wheelbarrow for him to carry that motherfucker around. You talking, <laughs> talking about how big my head is? You're gonna need a wheelbarrow for my wife, not me. I mean, I I have yet to meet the I have yet to meet the woman, so I mean, I can't even tell. She's you a shy me. woman. She's a shy woman, but and uh chloroform girl but yeah um <laughs> inside joke there but number three of course had to be don't feel the reaper because it's one of the most iconic songs ever and there's there's two songs i like better on this fucking grace hits album than don't feel the reaper but but the don't feel the reaper has been so many good tvs and movies and shows and movies i mean the scene supernatural where Dean and Sam are running through away from like a fucking town full of grim reapers, and they have don't Re- don't fear the reaper playing in the background of the greatest moment in history, like like I, it's it's a fucking amazing. But number two was don't take me away because that's my paranormal side as well. I'm loving a song about 
Aliens. And I always, when I was younger, I idolized that song because I always used to say, like, take me away. It's still my idea to get a tattoo on my arm one day of a UFO and have take me away from beneath it. But And then number one is the, one of the greatest fucking songs Trump ever in existence. Oh, it needs no drum roll because it's the fucking Marshall Plan. The Marshall <laughs> Plan is one of the greatest songs in existence. Like a young man, his, a young man who gets his girl stolen at a rock and roll show by the band, so he decides to become one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Now, whether it's a lucid dream he's having the whole fucking song or not, but I, I mean, just the whole fucking thing, and the fact that the first song he plays is "Smoke on the Water." But yeah. <laughs> like it's just that fucking the first the first guitar song any guitarist plays is smoke on the water so that's why it's amazing but usually at least because that's the easiest song to learn but also known as the inverted beethoven's fifth but it's okay oh yeah really yeah yeah but but yeah i mean the, the Marshall Plan, and it, and it reminds me of that uh foreigner song i can never think oh yeah jukebox hero it reminds me of like jukebox hero a little bit too mm. I mean, kind of the same, like, synopsis of a song, but... Oh, we got to bring Foreigner in here sometime. I just thought of that. I love me some Foreigner. <laughs> Who doesn't like Cold Ice? But... Reminds me of a lot of Maxis. But, yeah, the Marshall Plan is just... I mean, and I love... I never knew if Don Kirshner is a real, like, TV person back in the 70s or not, though. Chancy, in your old wisdom, do you know that? Not a clue. Sounds it sounds legit though. I mean, I'd buy it. I mean, here on Don Crusher's Rock, here on Don Crusher's Rock Hour. But I don't, I don't remember. I, I, for I, me, it's always I always think of like Dick Clark and American Bandstand kind of thing more than anything else. Well, I mean, I think American Bandstand, I think of Greece, but I suppose. But um, I mean, yeah, the Marshall Plan was just. One of the best guitars in a song I ever heard in my life. So I love the Marshall Plan. I mean, Blue Oyster Cole is just classic. I mean, any one of these songs can get played at any party I'm at, and now I'm going to be fucking headbanging my ass off and like dancing around. And I mean, if I'm drunk enough and you put on Godzilla, I might start stomping around. But, and my son loved fucking Godzilla the first time he heard it come out of my car because he was a, he had a huge Godzilla King Kong phase when those movies when like Godzilla vs Kong came out he had a huge phase where he was watching every Godzilla movie and that came out in the new version of it so i mean so it's he loved that song and i i always thought that was the most annoying song till he made me the pseudo rover again and i was like but i do love that one line in the Godzilla song history shows again and again how how nature points out for the folly of man man yeah i love it yeah it's like that that's you can't i mean that's straight from the movie though i mean that's that's what's up and i mean well the original what, movie anyway what rock band would make a fucking song about godzilla like that only blue oyster Cole would like that's the best thing i mean their sick their their symbol is the cross of confusion so i mean like if you think about it it makes perfect sense for them to make a song about godzilla I mean, if I can go back in time and see any band live in their heyday, it would have been fucking Blue Oyster Cole or Sticks, maybe, before Dennis DeYoung died. But, but yeah. But, and I, I would well, what, are they, what are they doing now? Are they all in old age homes or are they dead? Blue Oyster Cole? I'm pretty sure they, they're, they're just retired, probably enjoying old old age. Oh, yeah? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't ever remember hearing anything bad happening. Uh, no, 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 I don't think no. so. I mean, I think they just smoke weed. <laughs> but, 
I mean, they they still perform once in a while, I think, because I've I've seen like them come up like at venues. Yeah, I've seen them. Well, I mean, it probably has. It's been a while since I've seen them because they 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 did the they've done a lot of state fair tours and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I mean, they're they're one, they're one of those bands that will tour with, like other seventies, eighties bands and like do like, like like the Motley Crue, Joan Jet tours type thing, but a little revival, so to speak. Yeah, hmm. I mean, they they want to make money still because you know they spend all their money on weed and alcohol, so yeah. But, Royalties don't come in quite as well as they used to. Well, since no, Andrew, they don't. tell me about no, it. They don't. <laughs> and I own all my royalties. Uh well, uh, Chance, you let me tell you a story about that later on today, actually. But um, fair enough. Since Asher gave his top five already in his review, Chancey, what are your top five? Uh, let's see. Number five for me was Black Blade. Solid. It's a solid choice. I never knew that was the name of the song for a long time. I thought the name of the song was Row. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can see why you would get that. Yeah. Uh, number four for me was uh, City on City on Flame. With rock and roll, that's the one song like, they do I just don't like. I, you know, and that's why I picked it. Like I just inherently knew, like Jeremy's gonna fucking hate this pick, and I put uh, it right on there. I, if I would have known any better, I'd have put it at no. number one. But I can't do well, that to myself. Well, no, you know the reason I don't like it. It's way too close a theme to "We Built the City." Well, I mean, we built the city. And I mean, every, <laughs> and, Every time I think, every time I think of "We Built the Sea," I think of Homer Simpson singing it in Florida on a fucking uh, fan boat. But valid. Um, number three for me was also "Don't Fear the Reaper." Uh, first time I actually heard that song, not on the radio, was actually in Halloween. The original. Yep. When Jamie Lee Curtis, when Jamie Lee Curtis and her friend are driving around smoking that joint, fucking don't fear the Reapers playing, and old Mikey's driving in the background, like what's up, bitches? Mike Myers drives. Yeah, Michael Myers drove. Yeah, that's what I I mean. I haven't seen the original Halloween like twenty years, but yeah, well, I mean, that's I mean, you know, I mean, I I can't, I can't, I can't help you there. I don't know. You should watch it. I don't like, I don't like to waste my time, but I mean, you can call it a waste of time, but. It's I'd, rather watch the, I'd rather watch the Rob Zombie version. You would. Trash. You fucking uncultured swine to steal a veto line. <laughs> but uh, number two for me is Godzilla. And this was also another scenario where it was hard for me to do a one or a two because I could, I could change these out. But if I had, I mean, when I thought about it, my number one is Burning For You. And that's my favorite Blue Oyster Cult song. Mostly Amazing. just because of the, like the guitar, like the the way the guitar plays to the to the to the to the to the singing, just that chorus, just fucking what? I mean, <laughs> I mean, when I did, when I pulled that shit in history class, literally at the end of the class, my teacher who was a cool, she went to Notre Dame, she was an Irish woman with a lot of. I, Notre Dame like legacy and she pulled me to the other class and she's like I'm not going to the principal for this and I'll if anybody if she asked you didn't do it but I think it's funny but I'm I'm Irish I'm gonna think it's funny but other people are not gonna think it's funny they're gonna see think it's fucked as hell like she's just like she was the coolest lady but she was just like yeah she's like just don't go around to people in high school don't tell, go around school tell people you did this like 
it, it was funny, but I couldn't laugh in front of the fucking students about that. Like it's all done there. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I uh <laughs> I had good I, I had good repertoire with all my teachers. I was a straight A student, so yeah, no, not so much with myself or so much luck. Oh, also, I remembered. It's the Blessed Union of Souls is the name of the band I was trying to think of. No and it's, uh, the, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, you know, it's good music. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Jeremy. I'm busting your balls, dude. Um, it's more poppy stuff. Like, they did, like, there's a song on there. They, they, there's a song they did called Hey Leonardo. It's the one she likes me for me. Fucking, that's one of their more well-known oh. songs. Oh, I know that song. But that band also did this other song that yeah, it's not well. I mean, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it's they're pretty profound, man. I'll, I'll, I I'll have to, to find. The, I listen to the way he sings a song. That's why I can't stand about it. I'll, I'll have to find that album that it's on and bring it on just to make you listen to it, but. Yeah. Everybody was all on board with me doing this for my senior solo until the last verse comes up. And that, <laughs> you know, that's where the joke fell short for me. Like, I was like 98% ready to go because my uh, choir teacher, she was kind of full of herself and loved to play piano accompaniment with the singer. And this song has a lot. Of, it's all piano. There's piano and violin and you know not a content you know not a not not a uh what you would expect from any any band from that time period really and then like i said you when you listen to the lyrics of the song it talks about you know uh, drug addiction and stuff like that and how it have the effect that it has on society and the hope that he has for a brighter you know, future basically based on, you know, because like the whole chorus is I believe that love is the answer. It's fucking, I mean, that's pretty profound. But I'm going to find that album. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you listen to it just, just for that one. I don't even care if the rest of the songs are garbage. I don't care. I'm just going to make you listen to it. So I'm well, going to be like, see? You usually don't, but, um, but yeah, that's going to conclude all three albums on this week's episode. But next week, we have our favorite hoe in the go back for what will be our Valentine's Day episode. And that is C.A. Knubel, stand-up comedian and podcaster. And she is her CD she chose is Love is Dead by Kearley, K-E-R-L-Y. I never heard of her or him or they. Spell that again? Curly, K-E-R-L-Y. And then the name of the album was, what's the name again? Love, Love is, dead. is dead. Kind of the opposite of, what, of the song you were just talking about, but yeah, well, you know. But uh, I told her we'll get back to her with our choices later on. So, but we look forward to that next week because CA is always a fun guest, and hopefully this time she actually gets to. She won't be in a comedy <laughs> club this time, so she'll actually be on the whole show. So yeah, we look forward to it. But we indubitably, inconceivably, but we also want to. Th- we also want to thank our guest this week, Asher, for coming on. It's been a hell of a good episode. And thanks for having me. Glad. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Had a good time with you guys. Yeah, we definitely want to have you back on. Go out for drinks virtually. <laughs> which which part of the country are you guys? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm East, East Coast, East Central. 
Okay, I'm East Coast. I, I'm in Massachusetts. So you guys can have drinks. You guys can meet up for well, drinks, I guess. Oh. Well. I guess we just had drinks. Oh, uh, well, okay. We had PG. <laughs> I got Seagram's Escape Spiked Crisp Green Apple. 8.5%. Oh. I drank three of these last night, and I was walking a little funny. I went hard on this. I went hard on the sweet tea tonight, bro. Watch your diabetes, there, Chancey. But man, I gotta shoot for goals, man. Shoot for goals. You don't want to block my wife, but but probably I not. Know, I mean, well, that leads to certain things, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I, think I could stand to be married to you more than five minutes, dude. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Hey, I, don't, I don't know how Casey puts up with your ass either. So I question that myself, dude, every day. I'm like, hey, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, if Vito was more attractive, she might leave you for him, but <laughs> yeah, that never would happen. But oh, Vito, we love you. But Asher, thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's we'll definitely have you back on someday when we. Eventually, we will have repeat guests besides CA being our first, but that's why because her episode didn't go as planned. And we- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a, that's an understatement. <laughs> it was awesome, but, though. It was awesome, but it just didn't go as planned. I'd like to have her comedy on for the whole show, but but was yeah. she did comedy the whole show. I'm, I'm sorry. Was that? Oh, oh, I thought you said she did comedy the whole show. Yeah, she. I, she she's a stand-up comedian, so having her on a show is always entertaining. Oh, okay. yeah. She had to she had to have us in her pocket basically at the at the show because yeah. basically it's kind of like a yeah. When she, you're up, you're up. Yeah, and when you're down, you're down. And the Wi-Fi at the comedy club was shit, so she couldn't really be on like the whole time. <laughs> but but other than that, I mean, and I don't blame, I don't blame them because why would you want good Wi-Fi at a comedy club? Because then no one's gonna be watching the show. Right, <laughs> but Ashley, why, why don't you tell the audience where they can find you if they want to hear more of your awesome electric violin or everything else you do? Uh, so uh, astrolab.com is my website, astrolab, lab.com, and uh, there's all these links to like a bunch of other sites. So if you want to see all sorts of Asher shenanigans, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, Twitter. That kind of stuff. Just search my name, Asher Love. And um, if you want to hear my original music covers, that type of stuff, I'm on all major platforms, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, Amazon, all that stuff. Um, Pandora. So, yeah, I'm the only Asher Love in America. So no excuses. You can find me. Say hello. I'm the, only, I'm the only one with my name spelled like it is too, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. I'm not. There's a lot of black no. guys with the name Jeremy Bryant. Well, you know, I well, mean, it's it, Jeremy's a popular name. My great grandfather owned some people we shouldn't have, and my great 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 grandfather, well, you know, some people we shouldn't have, and we believe that's, that's where pretty. They, we believe that's where they started, but well, you know, but I mean, yeah, I can't atone for my uh, ancestors' past, who was not really blood related to me, so you know, whatever. everybody's got some bullshit in their background, you know. Eh, my family's from there. They're they're from Alabama. So what are you gonna do? But I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Oh no, I I apologize. (laughs) I I apologize, my ancestors. I apologize, Alabama, Georgia, not Alabama. But 
Alabama's where my wife's family's from, so <laughs> that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> her her grandmother used to get locked in the in the outhouse, old outhouse with this where all the snakes were, and they were bad kids. So in the slave, well, you know, in the slaves outhouse. So yeah, but well, you know, I mean, but I... uh, Chancy, where can they find you? I've, I'm lost in the woods, bro. I don't even know where the fuck I, I, I'm. I don't even know where the fuck I'm at right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Book of Faces under my name. Um, Instagram, TikTok, the Red Eye Roundtable. Um, Twitter is uh, Red Eye Table. And, uh, you know, standing along the roadside with a little cardboard sign that says, we'll podcast for exposure. Yes, or he will expose himself to podcast. It goes either way. No, but I'll show Casey would beat you and stick her finger up there. But do cheap beat me with a stick? <laughs> I want to hear about your foreplay, Casey. But I mean... you can, of course, find me. And you use a paddle. That's a lot worse than a stick. Thank you. But <laughs> but you can find me on face or both of us on Facebook. <laughs> As Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast group on Facebook there. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter as Juggalo Bastard. And you can find us on Tiki Taki as Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube just by searching Maniacal Music Musings. We'll come up. Just Google us. We'll come up. We're the only musers out there. Once again, thank you for coming on. And we will be back next week with C.A. Canubo, our favorite West Philly comedian next to Will Smith. Peace out and have a good night. Have a good night, guys. Say bye, Chancy. Bye, Chancy.
What is up, everybody? Thanks so much for stopping by to check out this music video. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed producing it. Um, I hope you get as much strength from it as I do. Uh, this is about a person who overcame the odds with determination. And I think this is a narrative that many of us can relate to, um, whether it's struggling with physical or cognitive limitations. Uh, when somebody else has the answers for us, we can often find strength from within, right? Uh, I want to thank DJ Nico, my co-producer, and Sarah Mobius, Cindy Patricia, Shaid Shane, and uh, Z Motion for being amazing partners in this production. They're all such talented dancers. Check out their links below. Also, Ricky from E3DJs and Subin for manning the video wall and uh, providing the space. Slava and Anatoly uh, for their incredible talents with uh, photography and videography. Also, check out check out their links below. Um, again, thanks so much for supporting this video. Please share, like, smash that subscribe button. Leave a comment. Let me know what else you want to hear and see. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Love you all.